so excited that we are beginning a brand new series today called Friends of the Family, and we have got a great friend of the family joining us this weekend from Birmingham, mm -hmm. Alabama. He has been such an inspiration to my life personally. Yes. He has impacted so much of the way that I lead as a pastor and the heart for serving other people and, and yeah. the least of these and the broken and the hurting in the world. He pastored for over 20 years at a great church called Healing Place Church with eight campuses, over 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Today, he is the executive director of the ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches that helped plant our church yes. and has helped plant hundreds of other churches, one of the big missions organizations that we support as a church. Yeah. And so I am so excited for you this weekend to hear from Pastor Dino Rizzo. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, what's going on Coastal Community Church? Dino Rizzo here and what an honor it is to be with you this weekend. I just can't believe that I get to be a part of what God is doing in this amazing family. I love your church. I love the name of your church. Just, I go to Coastal Community Church. It just feels cool. It just feels awesome to be able to say that. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you so much. I know that we're not meeting in person, how important that is. And we look forward to those moments, of course, in your great facility that you have. And as God is expanding you as a church, but now we're meeting online and God is with us. And I know God is right here with us in these environments, through these platforms. So again, it's an honor to be with you. I'm here in Birmingham. I wish I was there with you, but I'm here in Birmingham at ARC where we plant churches. You're a part of that because of your generosity, because of the faithfulness of, of your giving. When you go online to tithe, when you go online to give offerings, uh, your leadership there, of course, your pastor, who's such a part of ARC, we give so that we can plant more churches. And we've got some churches that we're going to be planting this fall. And you're going to be a part of that as you give and as you've been faithful with your generosity. So again, thankful so much to be a part of what God is doing. And I've always loved your church. I've loved how you have cared for people. What God has done in the last 11 years is nothing short than a miracle. And you've done so well in helping people. You help people through connect groups and You've just come out of that good season of being connected even through Zoom or through all the different platforms and then helping people take next steps, which I think is so important, even online. So if you're watching today for the first time at Coastal, we want to encourage you. We want to be your family. We want to be your church. And so connect with us so that we can help you on a pathway. I know when I showed up at a church, not being raised in church, being able to get on a pathway, being able to find out what's happening it was so important because I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of things that I was walking through. So this is a church, Coastal Community Church, is a church that wants to share the gospel with you, wants to do everything we can to empower you. So check out Next Steps. And again, I just want to thank you for serving so well. And, and I, I, your generosity uh, has made a difference. It's made an eternal difference. So you've been even reaching out during this time through food distribution. I know you've been feeding people in your community. You've been serving your city, you've been engaged with some partners there in your own city. And this is a time where people have a lot of fear. This is a time where people have a lot of questions and they're wondering all around us that maybe our neighbors and maybe those that are down the street or in the same apartment complex with us. So we want to continue to share the love of God. And you've been able to do that uh, as a church. Not only do, do we do that individually, but we've continued to do that as a church. Just being able to do this, provide great online services or continue to reach people through those ways, it's because of your generosity. And so thanks again for being a part of this. I love your pastors. Uh, I mean, like I have massive respect 
for Pastor TJ and Shayla. Uh, they are the real deal. I've known them for several, several years. And watch what God has done there in their ministry, of course, in the church and growing it, building it, reaching people, continue to be there. I can tell you this about your pastors. They've been very wise through this COVID. I know, of course, we'd love to meet. We'd love to do different things, but they've been wise providing all of these resources for you. And I can tell you this about Pastor TJ and Pastor Shayla. They love you. They love God and they love people. You're not around them long, but you don't realize how much they love people. They want to serve people. They want to go the second mile. And I just want to say how much I thank God for them, their integrity, the stewardship of being able to see the church move forward, uh, doing everything they can with the finances of the church to be good stewards, to have integrity there. As you can see, as you've grown and open up a great space and continue to, I believe, just continue to expand as a church. And so shout out to your pastors. They're important to us uh, because as we plant churches, a lot of those church planters, maybe you know this, they're looking for models. They're looking for, for examples. They're looking for people to help them. And every single time your pastors are always willing to help other church planters or be there for those who are trying to get started, who have a dream in their heart to do what you do at Coastal Community Church. And your pastors are always there to coach them and, and to give to them and to give them advice and, and to encourage them. Because so often when you're starting something, you wonder, am I going to make it? You don't know if you have any faith. And so I thank God for your pastors who point people to Jesus and have been a good resource to other church planters and to other pastors. So God is using your church. And it is an honor to be with you. I get to serve here uh, at Art where we plant churches, get to serve at Church of the Highlands. Church like you, helping people take next steps, growing. I pastored a church for 20 years uh, in Louisiana. My wife and I, Delenn and I, we planted that church and pastored that church. And now we get the honor of being right here in Birmingham. We also do a thing where we help churches engage their community. Churches like yours, where we do serve days and love weeks and do everything we can to serve your city like you do. And so, again, it's an honor to be with you. I love communicating God's word. It's a very humbling thing to communicate God's word, even in these formats. And so I want to talk for a few minutes and I want to take my time and I want to share and go right at something that I believe uh, has been on my heart. And I want to talk for a few minutes around the idea to you, Coastal, about born to share, born to share. So let's pray. Father, we love you. I thank you for what you're doing today in church. I thank you for worship and thank you for generosity. Lord, I thank you for those that have joined us in these moments, Lord, whether watching on demand or live or just in this moment, they just tune in. Lord, I just believe that you have something to say to their heart. I believe your word is powerful. There's an authority with your word. So speak to us today. Lord, I thank you for Pastor TJ and Shayla. I thank you for their heart and their team. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless Coastal Community Church and be with those who are watching even at this moment, Lord. I pray for every person right now, Father, who feels like maybe they're walking through something. They need to hear from you. Lord, I pray they'd hear your word and be encouraged today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, and everybody said a good amen. I want to read to you two scriptures today, really three. I want to read one out of uh, uh, the book of Timothy, and then we're going to look over at uh, one, one verse in Proverbs, and then we'll finish up in the book of Ephesians. But this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it's an odd favorite scripture, mainly uh, because it's just my story. It's the story. It's my journey. It's how I came to know Christ. And I'm going to read it to you real slow. It's 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verse 17, 18, and 19. I love the letter that Paul writes Timothy. Timothy is a letter that Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote to this uh, son uh, in ministry. And it was one of the last ones that he wrote. So, you know, when you get to the end of your life, important things come out of your, out of your heart. And so this is one of these letters written from the heart 
to someone who's trying to lead, someone who is younger, trying to figure some things out. And Paul ends this letter kind of to the point. And he says to Timothy, here's what life is all about. And I believe he says it to us today. It says, command those, verse 17, 1 Timothy 6, 17, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. How true is that? But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. I love that. Because, you know, it, what it's telling us is there's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with having stuff. The problem is when things have us. That's what we don't want to see happen. It goes on to say, it says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, and here's that word, willing to share. Willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, for what's next. And it finishes with this phrase, with these words, with this truth for our life. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Paul is telling Timothy that there's a way and there's some handles that you can grab hold to. There's some way in which you can live your life. And when you take hold of it and when you possess these things, you will truly be living out life. Not that fake life. Oh, come on, somebody at Coastal. So often we are, we're trying to, we see someone or there's been maybe a season in our life or there's been a time in our life where we go after that fake life. We think it's going to give life. We think it's going to give fulfillment. We think it's going to bring something to our life that, that helps us, something that brings an ease or brings a peace to our life. But all of a sudden, once we get a hold of it or once we have it, it's empty. And Paul is telling Timothy that there's a way that you can live your life, that when you take hold of it, it is the life that is truly life. And I have a good amen. I think that is... A diamond. I think it's a, a genuine truth for us that there's a way in which we can live our life. There's a way in which we can have values. There's something that we can look to, we can grab hold of, we can, we can hold on to. When other things are fading, when other handles are breaking, when the weight of the world and the weight of people and the weight of COVID and the, rate, the weight of racism and, and the weight of pain is breaking, there's something that will hold that we can take hold of that's true Living. I love this. And he gives these things to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. Born to share. You know, this is my story. Uh, I, I was not raised in church. I, I, didn't, I didn't show up in church. I didn't go online. I didn't, I didn't just show up. I didn't get invited to a connect group. I, I, didn't, I didn't show up at a church for, you know, and, and at all. I, I, we were not church going people. We're not wicked. I was raised in community called Myrtleby, South Carolina. We were not wicked, but, but I, I, I was reached through outreach. A church had a creative idea. A church did a serve project. A church did an outreach. A church decided to love their city, to serve their city, uh, to have what we call a servolution, a revolution of serving, engaging their community, loving the neighbor like you've been doing. A church had an idea like that, did an outreach at the beach when I was 18 years old. And there was something about the way that the people carried themselves. There was something about the way that they handled themselves. And as they had a conversation with me, something happened in my heart. And through outreach, 
I came to Christ. They handed me a little sheet of paper. Two weeks later, when I was walking through some things in my own life, I remember that little sheet of paper by my nightstand. I picked it up. I read it. And on the back of this sheet of paper, Coastal Community, there was a sinner's prayer. I didn't know what it was. And on June the 21st, 1982, I prayed a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior because someone was willing to share the gospel. Someone was willing to make a difference. Someone was willing to give their life away. Someone was willing to do a good deed. So I was reached through outreach. I wrote this down. It's amazing what happens when you decide to give your life away. See, when you decide to give your life away, when you decide that you, you, you know I was born to share, I was born not to hold. I think sometimes we, we were born to be selfish. We were born to, it's mine. It's, it's all mine. No, no, no. The Bible is talking about when you're born to share, when you're born to give your life away, it ignites more life. I love what Proverbs eleven twenty five 25 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others, watch this, will be refreshed himself or herself. Whoever refreshes others. That decision to say, I was born to share. I was born to give my life away. I was born to, to be rich, affluent in good deeds. I was born to notice others. I was born to, to be about reaching other people, making a difference in other people's lives. When we make that decision, we realize what Proverbs says is so true, that as we refresh others, we ourselves will be refreshed. Now, I was not born as a giver. I was born as a taker. I think all of us are that way. I remember the first time I ever gave. Came to Christ when I was 18 years old. As I told you, through outreach, I showed up in a little church. and uh, It was a church that had a pastor who was, he was an aggressive pastor. He, he'd come at you, man. He was a long-winded preacher. He'd never be able to handle online preaching. He'd never be able to handle any of this. He preached a whole series on a Sunday morning. Long-winded. And, uh, but a good man, a godly man. But he preached forever, ever and ever. You think you were going to lunch? No, 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 no. You hang around, you can go to supper. I mean, that's just how my pastor was, my first pastor. And, and he, he would confront you. He was a confronter. He would, I'll never forget the first time he confronted me. I'd been in the church about six months. I was 18 years old. I just turned 18 years old. I was young, again, not raised in church, didn't know nothing. And I never forget, he grabbed me in the foyer of the church, not even in a counseling, not even in a small group. He just grabbed me in the foyer of the church. There was some, he said, Dino, come over, let me talk to you about something. Again, just a few people. He, we have a handful of people going to that church. And he looked at me one day and he said this in the foyer of the church. After service, he said, Dino, you're not a giver. I said, oh, no, I'm, I, I give, Pastor. He said, no, you're not. He said, I checked the record. You're not tithing. Who, who does that? He did. And I remember in the foyer of the church, my first pastor taught me the principle of putting God first in your life, putting God first with your finances, putting God first with your resources, because he knew some things about life that I didn't know. He knew some things about marriage. He knew some things about friendship. He knew some things about leadership. He knew some things about parenting. He knew some things about this world that I didn't know about. And he realized what Paul told Timothy, that you'll not find true life if you're always holding, if you're always taking, if it's always about me, myself, and I. You'll only find true life if you live with an open life, if you live with open hands and an open heart, willing to share, refreshing others. He taught me at 18 years old about the power of generosity. 
He knew that there was some freedom. I want you to hear me. Somebody needs to hear this. He knew that there was some freedom on the other side of generosity that you do not find any other way. That right on the other side of generosity, there is a freedom in your own life. There's a freedom for other people. It happens when the door of, of generosity is unlocked. i never forget he gave me my first opportunity to give. I guess it was a week later. There was a great missionary from China who came to our church and he looked at me, he said, Dino, tonight she's going to give us an opportunity to give. This is your time to give, to be faithful in the tithe and to, to give an offering, to, to share. I was blessed at 18 years old, had a good job, making good cash money for my Italian dad. And I remember I was there that, that night, got paid that day, had that money in my pocket. And I was there in service and this lady talked about Bibles for China. She talked about for $10, you give a Bible for China. And I'll never forget, I was moved by it, and I thought, I'll do one Bible. My first time to give, I'll do $10. I, I'm ready to do this. And, and as she began to pray, and, and my pastor got me, said, we'd love for you to give. It wasn't weird. He wasn't twisting our arm. He wasn't putting pressure on us. He said, just listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to God. And as I began to pray, I heard in my spiritual ear, give it all. I knew that wasn't God. I was going to do one Bible. But I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, give it all. And I sat there and I wrestled. You know that wrestle. You know when you're at a restaurant, you're supposed to buy someone's meal. You know when God puts something in your heart to be a part of that building that you build or be able to make a difference in somebody's life or, or be a blessing to someone. You know that, that, that war that happens on the inside. That we're trying to talk ourselves out of it. We're wondering, do I share? Should I share? What I have to share is so little. But as that offering container came down that aisle, I remember reaching in my pocket, took my whole paycheck, everything I'd gotten paid that week, and I dropped it in that container. As it went by, it was like those little dollar bills got up on the side of the container and said, we're going to China. I just, oh, God, had to let go of it. It's an amazing, the freedom that I found on the other side of that, the freedom to know that, you know what, I'm not going to let things own me. I'm not going to let stuff have me. Be faithful to God, put God first in my life. My pastor knew some things that I didn't know the power and the truth that we've been born to share. You say, well, Dino, now, now I'm going to share COVID-19, job challenges, financial challenges, the racial pain that's happening all around us right now, anxiety, hurt, addiction, troubles. You mean to tell me that I'm to give my life away? I'm to be rich in good deeds right now? Yeah, I would say that because we need it more than ever. You say, well, Dino, not me, though. You don't understand. You don't understand my journey. You don't understand my, my stuff. You don't understand my life. You don't understand uh, I have so little. There's so much lack. There, there's been trouble. You don't understand the mistakes that I've made. You don't know about the chapters in my life. There's no way that I can make it. There's nothing I have to contribute. There's nothing I can do. I've been through too many things. I still struggle with so many things. There's, there's no way. Not me. I'm here to tell you, yes, you. You can make a difference. Leads me to my other favorite scripture, Coastal. It's in Ephesians chapter 2. I believe it's going to bless somebody today. It says this, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9 and 10. It says, uh, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It's a gift of God. Watch this. Not by works so that anyone could boast. It's not about you boasting. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. To do good works, which God prepared 
in advance for us to do. It really answers the question that you, there's something, there's, there's something about your life, there's something about your journey, you can make a difference in someone else's life. Matter of fact, it tells us in Ephesians that there is a divine to-do for you. I know it rhymes, but a divine to-do for you. Because so often we want to give a hundred reasons why God can't use us. So often we want to give, we want to give 10 reasons why we can't share. We don't have anything to share. We're not worthy to share. There's nothing interesting about my life. I'm too busy. I'm too boring. I'm too mundane. I've, I've gone through much, too much pain. You don't know my records. You don't know my resume. You don't know my past. You don't know the things that have happened in my family. You don't know the anxiety that I've struggled with. But Ephesians says that there is something in you that you are God's handiwork. You've been created by Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So even before you were born, even before you walked through what you walked through, even before you went through that situation, single mom or blended family or, or single again or family or young, even before you walked through all those things, God in advance put some things in you that he, that he wants to bless somebody else through your life. There's something, you were born to share and you have a unique share. You have a specific share. There's something about the way you share your life. You share your blessing. You share your time. You share your encouragement. Even during COVID, even during all the pain that we're seeing around, there's something unique about it that can bless somebody else. I'm so tired of the enemy telling us what we can't do, what we shouldn't be doing, and how we're not worthy, and to just keep our mouths shut and to be quiet. There's nothing to distribute that there's nothing worth, there's nothing of value that you can relay to anyone else. Just me, myself, and I. And what happens in a me, myself, and I world is there's no life. As Paul told Timothy, this is the life you take hold of where it's true living. Now, let me give you some application, just three things that I want to encourage you about. Here's the first thing. You have something unique about you. I'm telling you. There's something unique about you that can bless somebody. Oh, you can bless them. There's a, the reason why you've been through a battle is so that you can bless somebody on the other side of the battle. The reason for us, the reason why we've gone through a battle is not to get bitter. It's not to go through a battle and to boast. We go through a battle so that we can bless somebody else on the other side of our battle. And I know some of you have been through a battle. I know I've been through some battles. And when I'm in the battle... Ain't none good about it. I've been through some battles that, that I, I didn't want to talk about. So much pain, trauma. But isn't it amazing how once you go through something, maybe you get to the other side of that storm, or maybe you've now closed that chapter in your life, you get to the other side of it, you look back at it. And when you look back at it, you see something that you learned. You look back at it, and there's something that you can extract. It's amazing that while you're in it, there's nothing good about it. But when you get through it, it's kind of like it wasn't that bad. And you know what? Now all of a sudden you find yourself having coffee or emailing someone or liking some post that tells you something or is encouraging someone around what you learned or how you're a better person or how now there's something about you that you extracted from that that makes you a person that's even more valuable to the plan of God. You know why? Because there's something unique about you you can bless somebody through their battle. My wife and I are different. We see needs different. 
What moves her heart to generosity that is not the same thing that moves my heart to generosity. She'll see something. She'll cry over something. She'll notice something I won't notice, but then I'll notice something she won't notice. Why? Because God Almighty put something in us. We're his handiwork. We're his custom unique poem written to the world. Born to share, Coastal. Born to share in the moments that we're living in right now. Here's the second thing. The first one is you have something unique about you. I really do that when you decide to release it, it blesses somebody in their battle. Here's the second thing is you have something to give. You have something to give. You say, well, you, you don't know how little I have. You don't know what, what, how small it is. Oh, don't downplay your gift. Don't downplay your contribution. It can make a difference. You know, the, the, one of the things I love what Mother Teresa said is this right here, that we're never more like God than when we give. Every time we give prayer, every time we, we give encouragement, every time we give a meal or we give a, 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 a handshake or we give something, not during COVID, but we give a, some type of gesture towards someone else. And we're there for someone. Maybe we, we go to a serve project or we lean into someone right now who's going through something or we, lean, we listen to someone or, or we, we're, we're there to learn something. It's an amazing thing how it makes a difference. You have something to give. I think the enemy works overtime in telling people all day long that their gift and their contribution is so small. It's so unnoticed. It's not true. It's amazing how God could take something so small and make an eternal impact into someone's life. I think about my own story. Who'd ever thought five people coming to Myrtle Beach to do an outreach where they handed out some water and they handed out some gospel track and they took a cross up and down the Ocean Boulevard and they bought snow cones for some teenagers. I was one of them, a 35 cent snow cone. Who'd ever thought that all these years later I'd be talking to Coastal Community Church because of something that they gave? Think about it. There's something you can give. Can I encourage you to be faithful in your tithe and offering? Be faithful in the way that God has blessed you. Be faithful. Let's keep putting God first in our giving. Even through these moments, someone today will receive Christ. It's because of generosity that creates these moments, this communication platform, this, this technology, all the technology that's involved with all this. Because of your generosity, you're a part of it. There's something for you to give. Don't downplay it. And then the third thing, and I'll finish with this, is, is you have someone to love. First thing is this, you have something unique about you. Second thing is you have something to give. And then the last thing, you have someone to love in Jesus' name. There's someone for you to love. There's someone waiting on the shore of broken humanity that's waiting for you to get through what you're going through so that they can get through what they're going through because of your freedom, your grace, your mercy. There's someone for you to love. That's a powerful thing. The Bible tells us that when it's all said and done, faith, hope, and love remains. They will continue. When other things give out, when other things let go, when other things are done, it says faith, hope, and love will remain. We need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, Hebrews tells us. How important is hope right now? Hope says this, today was bad, but tomorrow is going to be even better. 
Today was tough, but tomorrow is going to be better. Man, this was a hard situation. This was a tough season. But you know, I have hope that the next season is going to change a little bit. Got to have hope. But then the Bible says that the greatest of faith and hope is love. That love is preeminent. That the love is even greater. Why? Because God is love. So can I encourage you today? You have someone to love in Jesus' name. There's someone for you to show the love of God to in Jesus' name. Born to share. Born to share. Born to give my life away because I'm unique. Born to give and born to love someone in Jesus' name. You know, I was having one of those days a while back. I was thinking a lot about Dino. I don't want to share nothing. You ever had those days you don't want to share nothing? Don't reach over and grab my fry. I ain't going to share nothing with you. I was having one of those non-sharing days. Those days where I just was thinking about my money, my schedule, my kids, my, my, my calendar, my plans, my anxiety, my issues, my trauma, uh, my pain, uh, my problems, a, a Dino day. Uh, uh, me, myself, and I day. I know you don't have them in Florida. You don't have them at Coastal. You, but, but I was having a Dino day. And I, I left here from Ark, and I was running to meet someone, and I, I ended up going through Starbucks. It was a little early, just thinking about myself, just in my head, Dino, Dino, Dino. Went through, don't even remember the place of the order. Don't even remember ex, the exchange at the drive-through window. I mean, I don't even remember the, the conversation with another human. Just robotic, Dino, Dino. My problems, my pain, my situation, marriage, kids, oh, all these things. For some reason, I pulled past the drive-through window, put my truck in park, and sat there. I don't know why. I was out of it. I didn't even know where I was in my head. I was there, I don't know how long, but also somebody knocked on my window, startled me. I swear. He said, hey, move up. You're, you're blocking the drive-thru. I looked around. I had pulled up, parked in the drive-thru. Didn't even get past it. Man, people wrapped all around Starbucks, lady hanging out the window. Move up, move up. And I, I didn't know who this person I just pulled up and pulled around. And I said, man, who are you? Are you like the Starbucks traffic? You know, chaplain, who are you? He said, no, man. He said, I'm just walking through. I saw you blocking the drive-thru. And I said, where are you going? He said, man, I'm trying to get to a bus stop. And he said, but I, I, don't, I don't know where it's at. I, he'd gotten on a bus and had come the wrong way and had gotten off there and didn't know where he was on, on, on that area of town. And I said, man, where are you trying to go? And he told me about the, uh, the, the place where, you know, it's just a, a shelter at night, just a place to sleep. Uh, one of our shelters here in, in our community. I said, I, I know where that's at. That's by one of our dream centers. I, I know that area. I said, man, they close at 7 o'clock. It's like 530. So jump up in the truck. I'm going to bring you down there. Now, I'm not an advocate to let someone up in your truck that you don't know, but hey, he was a small guy. I'm a big guy. I was right. I was good. He jumped up my truck, and we started going down the road to get to the shelter before it closed. And I, said, what's your, I said, what's your name? We started talking. He said, Benjamin. I said, Benjamin? That's not in the Bible. So I was talking to him, messing with him about Benjamin and Benjamin. He said, what's your name? I said, Dino. He said, my man, that's in the Flintstones. And he was like, started doing yabba-dabba-doo. And, and we just started messing with each other. We were swinging Burger King, got a burger. I had some stuff in my truck that I gave him. And we talked a little bit on the way down there about some of the services that we provide for precious people in that community at our Dream Center, outreach that we do, and different things about a job and permanent housing and some, some resume for work. We just had a great conversation. We got to the end and I, I said, can I pray with you? He said, man, I'd love for you to pray. I got to pray with him. We just had a moment, made a new friend in Benjamin. He got out of the truck. He started going in and made it on time. He was able to have a bed that night. And 
Walked inside and I just sat there and I thought, wow, Lord, thank you. Just felt good on the inside. It was good to share. It was good to know that I was born to share. I was doing what Paul told Timothy. And in that moment, I just thought, Lord, thank you that you sent me to Benjamin. The Lord, like he normally does, he said, Dino, I did not send you to Benjamin. I sent Benjamin to you to get you out of your world and to get you out of your head and to get you out of your space and to get you out of your me, myself, and I so that you could live a, a full life. You could, you could experience me because you, I wasn't experiencing all that God had just in my own head. But boy, I experienced the blessing of God when I lifted up and I realized that there were others around me. Benjamin was the gift. Benjamin was the gift. Hey, Coastal, let's be that church. Let's be those people. It's live our life, COVID or not, sheltering at home or not, all the things that are happening around us or not. Let's live our life born to share in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you touch every heart today. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that uh, you would would lift us up, uh, lift our head up, lift our spirit up. Lift us up to realize that, Lord, there's purpose. We can make a difference. Lord, like you had to do me that day, I was so in my own space, in my own fear, in my own anxiety, in my own depression, had to lift up and see others. Lord, I pray that you send that gift of opportunity to be a blessing into each of our lives. Maybe you're watching right now and you just say, Dino, I just, I feel far from God. I just, I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start. I just feel so far from God. Right there, wherever you're at, could you just pray this prayer to invite Jesus into your heart? Just invite Jesus. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. For my sins are many. Be my Lord. Be my everything. Say this. I believe that you died and that you rose again. And so today, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Coastal, thanks a lot.